Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. I mean, like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, if you watched last night's game, we had the Manning cast. We can bring some Manning cast stuff uh, with it, with you as well. But it's really interesting on how I believe that my job, okay, this is, again, and... Jason, you've worked with a lot of really talented people during your long and historic career, right? Um, I believe our job is to, one, give you opinion. Two, tell you what's, maybe first is tell you what's important. And two, give you an opinion on what we think is important. But three, we also have to provide some historical context, right? Um, we got to provide context to what's really going on now, but also historical context. Is that is that fair, right? Is that is that a good... Not only is it fair, I, I think it's uh, it's important because there's a certain generation now who doesn't think that life existed before they were born. So um, I, I always appreciate the historical uh, context. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the this day in sports. I don't like the, you know, back in the black and white television era. On the other hand, there are certain things that are important. So when we make fun of Kelly Stafford and the I'm not going to lie a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I can't believe people are selling their tickets. It was crazy. It was crazy. That was wild. Wild. Like Matthew. Like Matthew. Like Matthew. Like Matthew. I can't believe he could. had to go silent count. Do you know what silent count is? I'm not going to lie. You can't even. You can't even. Uh, I can't even. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Crazy. Last night was Ramsfield. Why was it mostly Ramsfield? Well, one, it was the playoffs. Two, is the Cardinals. Let me provide you some historic context, historical context. Byer's the perfect guy because this guy knows so much about football. It's silly. Dan, you remember back, even before Emmett Smith became a Cardinal? By the way, how many people out there know that Emmett Smith was a Cardinal at the end of his career? What do you, th- what do you think the over-under is, Jay Stu, on percentage of people who are football fans? Like... Emmett Smith played for what other team? And they'd be like, I don't know. I don't even know. What do you think? I, uh, I would give a, I know it's Dan here, but uh, I would say probably about 70%. I'd say three out of 10 knew that he was a Cardinal and seven wouldn't. Right. Do you remember maybe before and even during and after, but before the Cardinals got good, they were bad for a long time. Right. When they moved from St. Louis. Yes, this is true. Again, here's historical context. The Cardinals were the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, wait, that's the baseball team. Yes, they were both named the St. Louis Cardinals. And they both played in Bush Stadium, which is really confusing that you had two teams. I guess you could say, who are you you a fan of? The Cardinals. It was just ubiquitous, right? But um, when they, for probably the first 15 years they were there, the St. the Arizona Cardinals, 
And there was a time, by the way, in which they were the Phoenix Cardinals, right? Weren't they? They were the Phoenix Cardinals before they were yes, the Arizona Cardinals? We talked about this on the podcast last night that uh, Mike Harmon and I recorded. When did that switch happen? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. I just know I had a Phoenix Cardinals hat right when they moved. Cause my did mom, you? Yeah. Because my mom went for business in Arizona, and I uh, it was the coolest thing because it wasn't St. Louis and it was but I had a Phoenix Cardinals hat when I was about yeah 11 or 12 years old love it I would think um, yeah I think it was I would say probably about 20 years ago maybe like around 2000 ish I mean they were they the switched. Arizona Cardinals yeah in Super Bowl 43 I'm looking at uh 1993 oh it was 1993 they the last season they were the Phoenix Cardinals oh, okay there how many is. years were they there when did they move uh, I was like '88, I believe. So is five that right? Years, is that years. right, Jason? Their, their first season at Phoenix was '88. Okay, so five years they were there, and then they then they switched to Arizona Cardinals. They used to play in Sun Devil Stadium, right? And people used to complain about how hot it was in Sun Devil Stadium. It's like, wait a second, does anybody remember Bush Stadium back when Willie McGee played there in the summer? And they do the they do the temperature reading of the AstroTurf at Bush Stadium would be like 140 degrees, right? Anyway, <laughs> That's so yes, true. Right? Yes, you'd see the, 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 the steam. steam. Yep. The steam coming off it, right? Like, you, that's not hot. Actually, Arizona's not as hot as, as the heat of summer or the first game that the St. Louis Cardinals would play at home. It would be just hot as all get out. Anyway, there's lots of stuff about sports that people don't – like, Atlanta used to be in the NFC West – and in the NL West as well in baseball, which doesn't, again, no, like, wait, they're in the same, and they all the way across the country. Anyway, um, here's what I remember. There's two things that are ironic about the Cardinals playing last night. One, everybody talked about the Rams fans selling their tickets. Does anybody remember when the Cardinals would play, even in Glendale, and the Cowboys would come to town? It was a Cowboys home game. And the same thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? These teams, these big national brand teams that have been, had fallen, and fans had moved, people had moved from the Midwest, had moved from, but also they didn't have a football team forever, and you were a fan of the Cowboys or a fan of the Steelers. And so th- those, that, that, those, that's what I remember about anytime the Cowboys, they'd almost play in Arizona seemingly yearly, even though they weren't in the same division for, for a long time. They would still, it would be a Cowboys home game. Do you guys remember any of that? For sure. Yes, okay. absolutely. The other thing that's ironic is once upon a time, Arizona lost the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl because it was the last state, I believe, to make MLK Day a holiday. Right? It was that I remember that. And they, they lost the Super Bowl. So now they have to go and play in LA where the fans have been selling their tickets, but they don't have to sell the tickets. There's no real, there's like, hardly any true hardcore Arizona Cardinal fans. Like there's only fewer lifelong Clipper fans than there are lifelong Arizona Cardinal fans. And there's that, that very small number of people that can go like, yeah, my, for my entire life, I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan. Like nobody actually says that. I know there are people that exist. So when I say no one, I don't mean no one. I just mean in comparison to lifelong Packer fans, lifelong Raider fans, lifelong, Steeler fans like those are really life like everybody in the families that you're I'm a, why are you a Steeler fan everybody I, w- I was born into a Steeler fan family the other ironic part is they played on MLK day right which is the they were the last state I think to ratify that as a national holiday as a state holiday as well as a national holiday um, so it was a good home field advantage here's Peyton Manning on crediting the Rams fans for using not selling their tickets this week get to that in a second 
Okay, sorry, we're we're having a little computer issues. We'll get to that in, in in one second. But it was, you know, because they were on silent count because of the crowd noise the last week of the season. It was a thing. All right, here here's here's Peyton. All right, computer's not firing. No big deal. Look, what jumps out to me about this game is simple. Um, you know, you got the you got the sound. There's Peyton Manning. Okay, we'll get to bothering Arizona on offense in a second. I will point out, again, here's some historical context. What did the Indianapolis Colts get caught doing, Dan Byer, when Peyton Manning was their quarterback that got them, I think, just fined, but people said it was a lot worse. They tried to act like they didn't do it. Oh, God, I don't know. I, they it, piped in crowd noise. Oh, did they? Yes. Oh. We're at the RCA Dome or at Lucas Oil? I think Lucas Oil. I think both. Can you Google that for me, sure. Jay Stu? Or when you guys Google yeah, that? I'm, I'm almost positive they were the team that got in trouble. The two things that the Colts get clowned for was, one, they would hang a banner for getting, you know, like. Yeah, RCA Dome. There it is. Yeah. yeah. They pumped in crowd That's noise. they were accused of. I mean, yep. everybody knew they did it, right? Of course they did it. Um, and then the other thing was they hang banners for, like, anything. Like, almost beat the Patriots one year, right? That's, AFC runner-up. Yes, AFC runner-up. Like, who does Who says that's a good idea? It, it should have been a Final Four banner. That would have looked much better than, than fi- AFC finalist. Should have said NFL's Final Four. What about Larry Fitzgerald getting a Letterman jacket from the Arizona Cardinals, but they didn't have the patches on it that they wanted to give him? Well, it's coming next week. <laughs> Too late! <laughs> who gives a guy a jacket like Larry will want to recognize you and give you this Letterman jacket the patches are coming that's like Christmas day you wake up and you're like mom dad what happened Santa gave you a Santa said his gifts are on Amazon and there's a backup and there's a supply chain issue and like what the hell is going on here alright let's get to the actual football game I thought Kyler Murray was awful I've been a Kyler Murray fan but he looked small and lost yesterday. Here's Kyler after the game. You know, to to be where we are, and then uh, you know, that game that game wasn't competitive at all. So it's disappointing that we didn't, uh, you know, didn't make it a game. You know, and and come out and play the football we know we're capable of playing. That's really the most disappointing part. You, you know how I am. I uh, put a lot on my sho- uh, shoulders. Put a lot on myself. And, you know, to, to dream of this moment and then, you know, be in the playoffs, first game of playoffs, and then uh, to play the way I did, to play the way we did, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's disappointing. I, I love that Kyler owned it. He was awful. Here's Cliff Kingsbury's head coach after the game. There's only one way to experience playoff football, and that's to go through it. And unfortunately, we, we didn't, you know, play our best game. And, and I thought L.A. played a great game, had a great plan, and, and outplayed us and outcoached us. Um, but I think you just got to go through these moments and learn from it and grow from it and use it as motivation. Here's J.J. Watt, who, of course, came all the way back from surgery early. Everybody thought he was done for the year and really didn't, ha- didn't hurt but didn't help. And this game wasn't close. When you look back at this season, how much of a what if is it going to be for you? I mean, it was a massive failure. I mean, from what we were capable of doing and from what we showed we can do to today, there's no other way to describe it than as a failure. Okay, so here's 
I, I want people to, I, li, I want you guys to listen. Now, again, this is not an impervious argument and there are times in which people are wrong. Okay. But I, there's a reason that there's, I, I use this expression a lot in basketball, but it, it works in football and it works in baseball. The fundamentals are the fundamentals, right? The fundamentals are the fundamentals. And I know that some of you listen to the show and you think, well, he doesn't like this because it's this guy or because he's from this college or because, I, I don't even know what it is. Like, no, I've just, I've, I've played sports for a long time and I still coach sports and I watch sports and I talk to people in sports and the things that work and have worked for a long time work for a long time for a reason. It doesn't mean that there's not evolution and change and growth and the ability to, to it, it, for the sport continues to get better and different and the rules change slightly, okay? But think about the things that you have heard people say, okay? And they have not said it because they don't like J.J. Watt, okay? But J.J. Watt did get hurt this year, okay? And one of the reasons that the Texans were out of the J.J. Watt business was he was making a ton of money, he wasn't the same guy, and the older you get, and he had been hurt previously, the more likely you are to get hurt and the less effective you're going to be. J.J. Watt was, wasn't crazy effective before he got hurt. Then, of course, he got hurt. He is older and he came back. Whatever. His season was kind of a wash. Okay, but that's a little minute point. What's the story with Kyler Murray? And I like Kyler Murray, but, man, he's really small. He's tiny. And when he's in the pocket, it's really hard to see him manipulate a defense. What did he look like last night? I mean, he looked like a high school player playing against grown men. Like, that's what it looks like. My son is, I hopefully, I mean, I've been told he's going to develop late. Like, we did the bone age scan. He's like, bone age is like 10, even though he's 12. And eventually, he'll catch up. That's what it looks like. like men and boys, guys post-puberty versus pre-puberty. That's what it looks like with Kyler. God, he looks small on that football field. What have we heard about the air raid offense? It's a college offense. It's the same thing as the read option. Right. And and Lamar's offense where there's a limit there. Like there's a reason that people they don't say it's a college offense or a high school offense because they're trying to be cruel. They're just trying to tell you, like, that stuff doesn't work against when you get real time to prepare and you see it and you and you get a chance to know what it is. Like, uh, whereas West Coast offense and some of the more developed offense or even the way in which. Kyle Shanahan has evolved his dad's, you know, zone blocking running scheme and running the football. It worked then. It works now. Have some of the rules changed? Yes. But you know what? It worked then. It worked now. And then, you know, it's the same thing for, for Cliff, right? There's a limit, limit there to what you can do, what you get. Even DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt, which anybody who says that didn't completely derail this team is not paying attention, but Deandre Hopkins one has been kind of banged up the past couple of years, but the, the criticism going back to when he was in Houston was he wanted to be paid like the best wide receiver in football, which he's very close to being. On the other hand, he doesn't practice. And Bill O'Brien, like most old school coaches, like bro, if you don't practice, because either you're hurt, it means you're going to break down more, or you're more likely to break down more because you, you do. You need that practice. You need those reps so your body is ready for actual game action. 
All of those things that, and when you put that much money into a wide receiver, you have to get him the ball. If that guy's not available, it becomes house of cards defensively. Uh, Offensively, excuse me. All of those things that you were told that are tried and true and tested, Kyler being too small, DeAndre Hopkins not being, you know, overpaying for DeAndre Hopkins. And when you don't have him, it shows in your lack of overall kind of wide receiving talent, right? That offense, they don't run the football enough. It doesn't work at the top level of the NFL game. All of those things, even J.J. Watt getting hurt, you were told were eventually going to get exposed. It all got exposed at once. All got exposed at once. And the Rams exposed it. And the game was not competitive. I mean, I would make the case that, yeah, I mean, there was three completely non-competitive games this weekend. I'm key, and that, and I, you know, look, I, I truly believe that the Saints would be a playoff team if Jameis didn't get hurt. Remember, they don't even have their highest-paid wide receiver, right? Didn't have Michael Thomas the whole year, but if you had Jameis Winston, that's a playoff team. Right. And then I would say that there's a couple of Washington lost their quarterback and lost arguably the most dynamic defensive player, not named Nick Bosa in the league. In Chase Young, they have those two. They're probably in the playoffs. Right. And all of a sudden it's a completely different, completely different. And I would even make the case that, you know what? Carolina could have gotten in if Christian McCaffrey and then Sam Donald didn't get hurt. When they had Christian McCaffrey, granted, they played an easy schedule. They were 3-0. and Everything was great. Like, that dude is unbelievable. He's not playing. They're just, a, they're just a team. And, oh, yeah, it also gives credence to the whole, like, do you really want to put all your eggs into one player's basket? Right? Every person on TV and radio is like, pay those guys, pay those guys. But, especially with the salary cap shrinking, the more you log into one guy, and this is a very violent, dangerous sport. Hell, even Buda Baker. I mean, look at that hit last night. That, that it, it kills your team when that one guy is unavailable. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Las Vegas, your home for live sports, and that means all sports. Every game, match, race, competition, it is always on. Now go out, plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and the brightest in Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Man, I can't wait till Vegas gets a Super Bowl. That's going to be, they're going to sit there and go like, man, why don't we do every event here? Really? Betters, um, oh, ooh, 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 I didn't, hmm. Hall of Famer Warren Moon joins me upcoming next. I'll ask him about the last play of the Cowboys and Can Jimmy G not make the big mistake in Green Bay this weekend? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. You're on Fox Sports Radio. He's the great Warren Moon. He's a Hall of Famer. He's kind enough to spend some time with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's start with with Kyler last night. Why do you think he looks so shell-shocked, Warren? Maybe he got jitters. I don't know, but he definitely looked nervous in the game. He almost looked scared, but I would never say a football player is scared. He he just looked nervous. He just looked uh, very uncomfortable. His feet were very very active, which you don't want your your feet to be in the pocket when you're a quarterback. But then he wouldn't take off and run like he normally does either. He was getting rid of the getting rid of the football or or falling down or whatever. So yeah, it was really unusual to see. 
Yeah, it was it, it it was odd. Is is that are we seeing the limitations of that offense of Kyler? I mean, I know they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't have his number one running back either. But are what what was exposed in your opinion watching them struggle so mightily last night? I think for the most part their offensive line was was exposed because the Rams really did a great job of putting pressure on him early in the ball game. I think he was sacked the first time he went went back to pass and um he just had relentless pressure on him the whole night. They had a, a great plan against him as far as trying to keep him in the pocket so he couldn't get outside of the pocket. And when you play a team as much as the Rams play Arizona, especially over the last couple of years since Kyler's been there, you kind of know how to play somebody. So it's really tough um, to out-scheme them. It's a matter of out-executing them. And they just didn't out-execute them because they kind of knew what they were going to do. And I'm sure – uh, Arizona knew what uh, the Rams were going to do offensively, but you have to you know, execute and you have to uh, be more physical. And I think the Rams were the more physical team, and they really executed very well last night on both sides of the ball. Can you believe that a guy can come back from a torn Achilles tendon in less than six months and not just play running back, but play running back well? Like, how, does, how, how advanced is it? I, I do feel like, yes, it's medical science, and and great rehab, but some of these guys are just freaks. I, I mean, I cannot fathom. The Achilles tendon used to be the the career career killer. If anything else, it just took a year for a year off your career. Uh, but I mean, that was that was otherworldly for me to see Cam Akers run for fifty five yards, but run as well as he ran. What what I mean? Can can you fathom that that he was able to come back so quickly? Well, you know, like you said, medical science uh, just never ceases to amaze me these days. But there are some some physical freaks that are uh, they're out there playing in in professional sports, and he happens to be one. We just found that out. Uh, Adrian Peterson really um, yeah. shocked me a number of years ago when he came back from a torn ACL. I think in like seven months or something like that. So there are guys that are out there that that have the ability to do this. We didn't know if Cam Akers could, but. We saw last night that he could, and uh, he had a couple other big play opportunities where he just sprinted by a linebacker on a, on a deep route down the sideline where um, Stafford missed him, but uh, he would have had another long play or maybe even another touchdown. So, yeah, that was tremendous for him to be able to come back into their lineup. Now they have a very, very potent running attack uh, with, with, uh, with him and Sonny Michel. No question about it. Warren Moon joining us, the Hall of Famer, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, who do you blame for Dallas not getting off that last snap? Oh, wow. You know, that, that's the world we live in. It's gotta, somebody's got to be the blame uh, for, for everything. But um, you have to blame the, the players that are on the field because they're the ones that have to execute these things. And, and like the players said, they've gone over these situations over and over in practice. The only thing I would put a little bit of blame on the coaches would be why would you even try that if you knew that – Probably 16 seconds, maybe 18 seconds was probably the top of something like that happening where they were at 14 seconds, and everything would have had to go perfect for them to uh, get that play off in 14 seconds and be able to get another play. So uh, that was the gamble that the, that the coaches took by even trying it with 14 seconds left. But uh, when, when Dak didn't get the ball to the official into his hands, which is something you have to do, every receiver is taught to do that, every running back is taught to do that, take the ball to the official. When he didn't do that, they lost probably a second and a half right there. 
um, the offense struggled prior to that, right? I mean, they really, really sluggish. Yes, they did. That game shouldn't have been that close. I think San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo kind of kept them in the football game with some of the mistakes they made. What, 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 what do you see? Why? I mean, look, I think Dak at times has blown us away, and we think they have great talent on that offense. We think they have a creative young play caller who just got off the football field. What's missing with that count? Why were they not able? And this has been a problem for them the past couple of years against higher level of competition. Why do you think they struggled so much? I don't think you can just put the ball in Dak's hands and say win the game for us. He has to have, first of all, all of his weapons out there. I know he was missing Michael Gallup, who you know was out for the season, and he also uh, you know didn't have the running game that he that he wanted to have or needed to have. He he needs to have a little bit more balance in his offense if if he's going to be successful. And he didn't have that uh, in the game on Sunday because they did not run the ball very well, and maybe they didn't run it enough. I'm not sure. The play calling might have been to where they should have ran it or at least tried to run it a little bit more um and i think that would have helped dak out what if i told you like i think that the cowboys i think what, like you, you know how it is in in uh in broadcasting and in covering it and as a fan like the cowboys just as many if not more people like to see the cowboys lose as like to see them win and i would i would say that it'd be fair to call them overrated but it's because i think we think a little bit more of dak than how good he is but i think the same is true for ezekiel elliott Tyron Smith, right? He's not the same guy he was a couple years ago. He's had a lot of right. injuries for Amari Cooper. Like that's their kind of whole team is I'm not saying they're 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 terrible, but they're just all a little bit more highly regarded, maybe because they're cowboys or maybe because some of the performance than how good they actually are. Yeah, you're probably right there. I think if you took each one of those players individually and put them on other teams, they might not be um, as great uh, as they are as a collection on this team. And and again, they've played their best ball against teams in their division, which were you know weaker teams in their division. I think they were six and zero against the teams in their division. Never really played well that uh, against teams that uh, had winning records. So that's something they're going to have to really look at in the off season. What do we need to do to improve this team, and then where do we need to improve it? Um, because they're going to come up with these same problems next year. They're going to have the same division, and their division at some point is going to start to get better, and it's going to be more competitive, and you still are going to have these other teams outside of your division that you're going to have to be able to beat, especially when you win a division. You're going to now play a first-string uh, first, uh, first schedule next year, so you're going to have a tougher schedule when it comes up next year. Okay, on one hand, Mac Jones is only a rookie, right? So the more you see, the more you can process, the more you can understand things. But that's supposedly his strength, right? You do. Everybody talks about the intangibles. There's also a tangible commodity to it, right? Like uh, among the other things that you possessed, you had a great arm, like an unbelievable arm thrown into your 40s. I've told you before in person, I tell people all the time when you threw a football, it looked like the football got longer because you threw such a perfect spiral. <laughs> can can I, I'm, I ask Bayer, Bayer, am I wrong? Isn't that how his football looked? Bayer's, of course, a huge Seahawks. Isn't that how Warren Moon's ball looked? Where it actually looked like the ball oh, got longer. Gosh, it was so, so pretty. Oh. And and I, as a Seahawks fan, I loved it a lot more in Seattle. You guys uh, are making me blush. Oh, gosh, I can still remember you throwing <laughs> ropes to Joey Galloway. And, you know, <laughs> early in the season in Philadelphia, I think late 90s. Oh, just, oh, yeah. yeah we those had, are the we, days. We had their fans booing them that day. <laughs> w- w- Warren, I'm not, I don't even like you, okay? I don't even like you. 
I'm just telling. I'm kidding. I'm I'm just telling you like the, you had you threw an unbelievable football. Okay, so Mac Jones. All right, let's get to the question. Yeah, Mac Jones. Enough about me. If 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 Mac comes out and says, Warren, I they I can't make the throws I need to make in cold weather. Can you fix that? I think he'll get better in cold weather as he plays in it more. Uh, that's not something that you get used to right off the bat. I remember I'm from Los Angeles, California. When I went up to the University of Washington, not an easy place to play, to throw the ball in the rain, but I got good at it. I went up to Canada and played in uh, extremely cold weather. I mean, below zero weather. Nobody loves to play in that, but I actually got good at it because I, I got a chance to play in it and practice in it. So he can get better at it, but I think what he needs more, Doug, he needs more weapons on the outside. If you're um, if you're your number one receiver is Jacoby Myers. Come on. I, nothing against him, but he's not one of the top flight receivers in this league. Give this kid some talent on the outside because you know his arm is limited, so you, you can make his throws easier for him. He doesn't have to be so precise. And uh, give him some guys that, that can go up and make some plays for him. So I think that's where they first need to start. Give him some more talent. All right. Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills, thumped him, and he looked great. And they've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Now right. they got to go into Kansas City. But now it's the playoffs. Different level of football. How do you see that game? It's going to be a good one because they had a good one last year in the AFC Championship game. But I think this is a different Kansas City team because their defense at that time was not playing very well. Their offense was uh, still trying to figure things out, trying to force the ball down the field. I think they figured that part of it now, how to be a little bit patient, take your shots when they're there. So Patrick Mahomes has really improved over the last half of the season. And then their defense has become one of their strengths now. They're, they're a lot better on defense. They have more speed at the linebacker spot. So I think they're more equipped to play Buffalo than they were the first time they played them. It's going to be an outstanding game. It's going to come down to these two quarterbacks. And, and Josh, uh, Josh Allen has had some games where he played like he did last week, and then he's had some games where he played a couple of weeks ago, then you wonder, where did that come from? So you just hope he has that game that he had last week against New England because that's what it's going to take for them to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Okay, the, 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 the style to beat the Packers has been what the Niners have, right? Right. And I don't know Nick Bosa's status, but if he's healthy, that guy is an absolute freak. Um, and so, you know, you can get after Aaron Rodgers. But as you pointed out, even in a game that shouldn't have been close, it was close because Jimmy Garoppolo just, he does Jimmy Garoppolo sort of things. What, what do you think the likelihood is that San Francisco goes and beats Green Bay in Green Bay? I think it's going to be difficult because I think Green Bay is a better team than they were um, last year and the last few times they've played against the 49ers. Actually, they beat the 49ers earlier this season in San Francisco. Uh, their defense is better. They've gotten some guys healthy on the defensive side of the ball, and I think Aaron Rodgers really wants to win this game because he hasn't played that well against his uh, his former team. Uh, over the last probably five or six times they've played them. But San Francisco has a chance to go in there, and if they can win the line of scrimmage, they can control this game and try and keep Aaron on the sideline. I think that's the best way to, to play against Aaron is to, to keep him over there watching the game and, and, and get him out of his rhythm. He has not played in the last, what, three weeks or something like that because of all the time they've had off, or at least not a meaningful game. So I don't I don't put it past the uh, 49ers, especially if Bosa and Fred Warner can play because they're their, that's their two best defense of players, and then they have that physicalness that you want to be able to win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball when you're playing in this cold weather late in the year like this in the playoffs. So there's, there's definitely a chance for the 49ers as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't help them. Can you fix the Lakers? 
Man, that is the $50 million question. I just don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Um, they need to play better defense. I don't know if they're not capable of playing better defense. They not give capable. up. Uh, yeah, I just don't think they have the team speed to do it to get out the, to the shooters and that. And people are taking advantage of that. They're just taking it to them to the basket because they got LeBron playing the five and he's not going to block any shots. And then the other guys can't get out to their three-point shooters. So hopefully when Anthony Davis comes back, they'll start to create a little bit of rhythm and, and start to play their best ball, which is when you need to be playing it in, uh, in, in March and April. Warren, you're the best. Uh, we did love watching you play. We like talking to you even more. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, Doug, and a happy new year to you and your family. Uh, you're the best. Warren Moon joining us. It was a, uh, he's always been like un, unreal, un, uh, remarkably cool to me. Like, that's really, really it, right? Mostly because he, he, he really wants to do talk basketball. And he, he's like a savant with football. It's, it's pretty cool. And Bayer's not wrong. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. It is live on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Let's get to it. Let's get to the press. The press. His name is Dan Beyer. He gives us everything you need to know before you go on about your day. What do you got, Dan? Doug, I can tell you this. In a game that's going on right now, I told you that Baylor was up 16 on West Virginia. Now just a four-point game. 26 seconds left to go until halftime, but fifth-ranked Baylor leading West Virginia 37-33 to as we speak. Four. Hmm. Four. Just one little not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my not friend. Not so fast, uh-uh. my friend. Uh, speaking of speed, we've got not one but two stories involving NFL players. We start with one in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, where defensive end Lorente McRae was arrested in the city after making an obscene gesture towards an officer and then ultimately leading them on a chase that topped 100 miles per hour. He was, according to the police report, going 85 in a 50 mile per hour zone. Police tried to pull him over. He gave them the bird and took off and then went flying for, you know, where speeds topped 100 miles per hour. They kind of called off the chase at that point, uh, ended up arresting him later on a second degree felony charge of fleeing and attempting to elude police. He's due in court in February. That was he, he, wild. He opted out last year. Was he playing this year? I think it was a special teamer, uh, basically, for Jacksonville's bounced around the league, but uh, most recently with the Jaguars. And then there's Malik McDowell of the Cleveland Browns. He was arrested on charges of aggravated battery to a police officer, resisting arrest with violence and exposure in Florida on Monday. Police say that he was allegedly walking around naked near a children's learning center when a police officer attempted to apprehend him. Uh, McDowell allegedly uh, beat up the officer, uh, causing the officer to suffer a significant eye injury. They needed to tase McDowell later on when they were finally able to apprehend him, but he Crazy situation involving McDowell. In He's uh, 6'6", 290, buck naked, and arrest, a, a, a police officer attempted to arrest him and he beat him yeah. up, right? Yeah, that's it exactly what happened. It was crazy. 
It was. It was. I shouldn't be laughing, but the drop makes you giggle a little it bit. It does make you giggle yeah. a little bit. I mean, everybody's okay. I mean, except for the yeah. officer who got smacked. Yeah, and walking um, around. My guess is near- neither dude's going to be in the NFL anytime soon. They're no. volunteering. They're volunteering. They've, they've opted out. Yes. I'm up to that. Texans GM Nick Casario told KILTAM in Houston that it's not likely that Deshaun Watson will play for the Texans again and adding that he's open to trading the third overall pick in right. April's draft. Right. Okay, so he's gone. So yeah. so the Flora the bringing in Flores to get to get him is a that that ain't happening. <laughs> doesn't mean they won't. Doesn't mean they won't hire Flores, but they're not hiring Flores to get Deshaun Watson. It's over, Johnny. Just some coaching news. A lot of interviews going here, there, and everywhere, but some that are gaining traction because they're second interviews. Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator for the Colts, going to interview sure. for the Jaguars for the second time. Really well regarded uh, uh, coach. Yes. Very well okay. regarded. And okay. Bills okay. assistant GM Joe Schoen had a second interview with the Giants for their general manager position. That one's weird. Okay, so Gettleman was in Carolina and he left Carolina. I don't remember he got fired or whatever. He retired, whatever. And then he comes back. So Bean, who's the general manager, those guys are all Carolina guys as well. Right? So it is weird that it's kind of similar to the same family you're dipping into the pool from maybe to bring him down. Yeah. I don't see that one. And right. I can't remember right. if it was Albert Breer or what NFL Insider right. said as much, but it could be a package deal if Schoen gets the job that Brian Dable, Dable yeah, right, right. could be the guy. Uh, yeah. We know that Ben Roethlisberger not likely to be back in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin says today that the team is approaching next season under the assumption ben, uh, Big Ben won't be there and yeah. that all options are on the table yeah. and looking for a new quarterback. Yes! Draft trade, Mason Rudolph, uh, looking yeah. at all options in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I I love Mason Rudolph, and now he played for Oklahoma State, but if he was the guy, they would have said he's the guy. And if you saw him start last year or two years ago when Big Ben was hurt, you know he doesn't feel like he's the guy. Okay. Yeah, c- correct. And uh, if it's not Rudolph, then maybe, uh, you know, Prancer it could will be get the D- job. Prancer, Blitz, and I, yeah. I heard that one coming. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, good. Great mind. <laughs> Big John, instead of laughing, why don't, how about a little, little snare drum? I don't like Shh. snare drums. Uh, a Big 12 going to split into two seven school divisions for football as soon as 2023, according the to the Big CBS 12 sports. went from 10 schools to 14 schools and still called the Big 12. Just want to point that one out. And could get to 12 after it's all said and done. They will get yeah. to 12 yeah. eventually. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. I had fun. That was a fun show today. So much. I mean, unless you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, which we've established there really isn't an Arizona Cardinal fan. So nobody was really offended because they don't exist. It's Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio.